Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. And I come from a land down under <laughs> where morphs can grow and you flunder. <laughs> I'm Em. Oh, I'm Anna. <laughs> I don't know what else you expected. This week on Shelf Aware, we're reading an Animorphs book. No, we already read it. I say that every fucking time. This week on Shelf Aware. Sort of. We're discussing a book that we have already read. It Uh is called The Unexpected. It is written by a ghostwriter, but K.A. Applegate's name is on the cover. I didn't look to see who the ghostwriter was. Lisa Harkwriter. That person. It takes place in Australia. (laughs) And that's really it. That's it. That's this book. Uh, Next week, we'll be discussing... (laughs) What'd you think of this? Um, this was not my favorite, and oh my also God, I, hate I hated the beginning. I was so confused. I was. Too, it made no so sense. Sick of these. We're plunging you right into the middle of a battle openings, and most of the time it's like the battle doesn't actually matter. It's just like a setting to get into the book, since they can't do the like yes. fun, cutesy openings of like I became a rat to steal someone's cheese things anymore. Um, where they get into hijinks, it has to be all serious. But like this one, it actually mattered, and I was confused by what was going on. The they didn't explain it for were several so chapters. Poorly written, and there were so many of them. It was like five chapters of action scenes before we like finally calmed down and we're like, yes. okay, she didn't get to Australia until a third of the book was done. Right. It's like I bet you're wondering how I got here. Like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> actually, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a thing, Cassie. Just be there. Be there where you're supposed to be. What did you think? This was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Everything about this book was exhausting to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about The only person I cared about it, cared about in this was Yami and his grandpa. They weren't in it nearly enough. I didn't really care about them either. I liked Yami. I liked his enthusiasm. Um, and I enjoyed that he flirted with Cassie. And Cassie was like, hmm, maybe I'll leave, you for, <laughs> leave Jake for you. <laughs> I mean, it does no, open the door. It does open the door to possible other pairings for Cassie. Yes. Like she's Marco. Not fully invested like Jake yeah. was. Apparently. That was some mm, intense C- CW drama there. It the sure end. was. She was but. like, meh. <laughs> Jake was like losing his mind. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess it would be like if you were suddenly swept off to like, some other country and met a cute person there. I suppose, well, no. If you weren't a garbage person, you probably <laughs> would want to get back to your partner. No. I was going to say, I feel like it would be it would be easier for the person being swept away because you know what's going on, right? Like, you're not yeah. at, like, the person who is left behind is like, I don't know where they are. I don't know if they're safe. Whereas you know you're safe. So, like, you can kind of have the time to flirt with a local um, and you can be in that headspace, but you know the person you left behind is going to be desperately searching for you. I didn't. I wanted to read it from like a split perspective of like what was happening back at home while Cassie was having fun in Australia as a kangaroo. <laughs> Just. But no, we had like five chapters of her in the cargo hold of a plane. Yeah. 
I don't understand why that was the choice that was made. That seems wild again that I mean like I get it you can't you can't just be like she's in Australia now without any explanation, but I didn't need that much explanation. It was so much. It was so much filler. It was very mm-hmm. clearly filler. There was like a whole chapter where she was like, how am I going to stay warm in the cargo hold of this airplane? She's already been up there for hours like clearly. Right. Like, there's no way you could have like been completely fine after all of that i feel like this was pitched as like cassie's beach episode right of like cassie gets an australian vacation but then the ghostwriter (laughs) was like i want to do hard sci-fi and this is what they came up with this is the the happy medium we need to consider the implications of what would happen if a girl was stuck in the cargo hold of the plane like no we don't we don't need to do that this is a book for children and no one cares and also like peak annoying cassie like she's in the cargo hold of a plane and she's freezing to death and she's like oh but i can't just steal somebody's sweater that would make me no different from the yerks girl it clearly those are someone's bodily autonomy and someone's sweater are two very different things (laughs) just take the fucking sweater just take the sweater and the prune juice goddamn oh you know i have high tolerance for you cassie but this is this is enough Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'll try and talk about this book. I mean, we've said most of it. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, a bug fighter has crash landed somewhere. Government agencies have picked it up somewhere and are transferring it to NASA for study. Uh, I keep saying somewhere. They don't really specify. Here was my my problem with this part of the Mm -hmm. book so we have three different bodies coming together we have the government who we can assume are non-yerked we have the yerks and -hmm. we have the bandalites they're all converging on this airport right they get into gunfights but then planes are still taking off (laughs) (laughs) also yes this was pre-9-11 so maybe they were just like oh someone's having fun down the down the tarmac but like like what what was the situation? Yes, that like this is the airport where they do very important CIA led missions to take like extradite weird foreign uh, crash landed alien bits to take them to Washington. And also they have like commercial flights to Sydney. Like what? Yeah. What? What is this airport? I guess. Why are people not so? reacting to the gunfire? Like. I guess we can, like, some of it was and Beam, so, like, that's just choo-choo-choo. So, like, maybe not as loud, but there was gunfire as well. Yeah. The military did open fire on the Yerks. So, okay. All right. Some people may have died. Again, because of Cassie. But, you know, she didn't cause it this time, so it's fine. She didn't actively murder them, so it's She okay. just pooped on people, and that caused the gunfight to start. It's fine. Jesus. So... They're the all idea that I completely forgot about that too. That like they're like we're seagulls and we're scoping this out, and we see that this guy who's CIA supposedly not really clear if he actually was or not, but probably he wasn't just yerked, whatever. Um, but he's gonna take the the stuff and ruin everything, so we're gonna poop on him. And then the fact that that guy was like, "Oh my god, a bird pooped on me. It's fucking andalites. I have to kill them now in front of like all of these other people, right. like, guys." 
nobody should nobody deserves to win this war anymore <laughs> agreed agreed none of the players in this game are people i want in charge of earth uh, so the, the it's a big deal the bug fighter the, having crash landed is a big deal because it will prove the existence of alien life on earth the yerks are like no we work in secret so you can't know that aliens are here but the bandalites of course are like yes please let adults take over the alien crisis. please we're so tired Yes. I have geometry homework, please. <laughs> Failing geometry, even though my dad is married to my math teacher. Um, <laughs> Cassie is separated from the group early on. Um, she's spends like three chapters being like, where are you guys? But she ends up having to run from a lot of people that are trying to kill her, both Yerk and non-Yerk. And after a series, some series of events that were very difficult to follow. Cassie somehow ends up unconscious in the cargo hold of a plane heading to SYD. This is the, this is what she reads from, from the baggage tickets on, on suitcases. SYD. Cassie thinks what this is South it Dakota mean? because she is an idiot. You know, South Dakota famously spelled with a Y. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, some like, some airplane, airplane, airport uh, designations don't fully make sense. But also, Cassie, Sydney, get it, though. get it the fuck together. You're 15, Cassie. You know what SYD means on an airplane. <laughs> and she's like going through people's luggage because, as we discussed, she needs to steal sweaters. And she's like, "So many bikinis. Why are people bringing so many bikinis to South Dakota? I don't get it." I'm Cassie. <laughs> Cassie, girl, babe. This is not Cassie at her finest in any no. way, shape, or form. No. So we're on the plane for a chapter or two. And then and then somehow the Yerks, like, they take a tractor beam and they freeze the plane midair, paralyze everyone on it, except Cassie because she's, like, hidden somehow. That makes her very specially able to resist the paralyzation. I don't know. They search the plane. They do this twice. I don't remember why it doesn't work the first time. But they do this twice. The second time, the only way Cassie is able to evade them for a while is to pose as one of the frozen passengers. So she gets away with that for a little bit, but then the Yerks are like, okay, we'll shoot all the passengers just to make sure that, uh, this, the Andalite isn't hiding amongst, amongst the humans. Um, just set it to stun. It'll be fine. And right as Cassie's about to get shot, she just like jumps out of the plane and morphs into an Osprey on the way down. Truly wild. Just be stunned i don't understand <laughs> like i don't understand either why was this the better option <laughs> she's like there's no way i wouldn't be able to react so guess i have to guess i got jump, jump out, out of a plane. plane but you know she's a beautiful morpher and can become an osprey in midair and whatever so yeah. it's fine she can plan it so her wings come out first i also feel like getting into bullshit animorph science again that, like, if you are at terminal velocity falling and you become a bird, like, those, that bird's wings are going to fucking snap off. Like, yeah. you can't just, like, it, would, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't Should work. just become a whale. Yeah, that's the solution always. <laughs> um, she lands in a red desert somewhere and she still thinks she's in South Dakota. <laughs> The American education system has failed you, Cassie. Um, the bug fighter has chased her down to the ground. 
and it's just shooting shit up. So she's like, I got to morph into a flea and hide in the sand for a couple hours. Did I read this wrong? Does she morph into a flea and then morph back into Cassie while she's like buried under the sand? I don't know. I don't, I, that's what I imagined that like she was like under a shallow layer of sand perhaps. Yeah. Uh. All right. <laughs> and she's like, it's fine as long as they don't directly fire at me. And I was like, yes, that is how guns work you're right i think if you're that small you don't have to go under the sand too yeah i don't know because i think that was the thing like she went under the sand as a flea and then morphed back into a person maybe but i don't know i don't know i don't know Uh, she waits a couple hours and then um she demorphs back into regular cassie and then there's this kid there and he's like hey what's up and she's like holy shit where'd you come from it's like, oh, I've been here. I saw I you. I come from a land now, na, na. <laughs> Yes. Uh, she, <laughs> this, this kid is like, oh, yeah, I saw you fall to the earth as an osprey, de- become a human, uh, then become a flea, and then become a human again. I just stayed here that whole time and watched. Uh, also, there he didn't make any mention of, like, the spaceship shooting at her. <laughs> he's just like, I just saw you morphing. And he gives the excuse of, like, he's like, an aboriginal kid um and he gives the excuse that this is fine because in like legends there are legends of like people becoming rocks and trees and stuff so why not why not why not a flea and it's like bruh the idea that you have even if you like fully believe something as part of your like religion or spirituality and then like that thing happens in front of you you should still be, like, freaked the fuck out by that. A little bit. Like, either you don't have that context for it, and <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Or you're like, oh, this crazy-ass, like, thing that happened in Legends and hasn't happened for thousands of years just happened right the fuck in front of me. The rapture what is the fuck? coming. Right. Like, it's like, just because you have heard stories of it doesn't mean that you wouldn't be weirded out by it or, like, totally calm in the face of it. I was like, no, this is some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was was a kid. Assume We can assume he's around the same age as Cassie. Young indigenous boy named Yami. Uh, Very accepting of anamorph technology, I suppose. Seemed very chill with a lot of things that were happening around Cassie. Anyway, he brings her home to his family, and Cassie finally learns she's in Australia because she sees some kangaroos. Cassie! <laughs> God damn it, Cassie. <laughs> Cassie. <laughs> Why are you this way? <laughs> You're supposed to be the one that knows, like, I nature, animals. Nature. Literally you anything. Know that there's no deserts in South Dakota, girl. Ugh. Uh, she acquires a kangaroo. Cool, cool, cool. That cool. that'll come in handy later. Probably. I know this wouldn't make sense by Animorphs law, but I did kind of wish that when she acquired the kangaroo, Should she the acquired the kangaroo and the joey and somehow was like able to like become the kangaroo and have like a little like separate sense of self hop out and like spy on stuff like a little drone kangaroo yeah 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 (laughs) 
I know oh. that doesn't make any sense with how Animorphs work, but also how Animorphs work doesn't make sense. So I was hoping. It, it, it wouldn't work simply because then the rest of the series, Cassie would be 100% devoted to raising this baby and would think of nothing That's else. That's true. Because as That's we saw true. with the skunks, she and, becomes and, attached But this wouldn't quickly. even be a real baby. This would be a Z-space baby. A Z-space baby that is not even always there. When she's not a kangaroo, it's not a kangaroo. It's nothing. It's mass in space. <laughs> oh, what are we all, if not just mass in space? Where does life begin for these space kangaroos <laughs> uh, Cassie hangs out at the house for a while uh, Yami's grandpa bestows Cassie with this weaponized boomerang and he's teaching her how to throw it and it's revealed that grandpa has a very big boo boo on his leg wild um, this was wild this was He's like, oh, I just got a little, like, this is like parodying the thing of, like, men being like, oh, I just got a little cut, and it's like a big wound to, like, an absurd degree. He's like, oh, I just got a little, I just <laughs> nicked myself shaving. And it's like, to the bone, turning green, like, a full tumor has grown out of it at this point. Like This is already an older, like, more feeble gentleman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bruh. <laughs> He's just like, it's fine. Tell someone you got an injury. What are you doing? I get that that's like the stereotype of both like older folks and men of like, oh, they don't, you know, they just tough it out. But it's like, you should be like not able to walk at this point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between like bleeding out from your femoral artery because you cut your leg three days ago and like quietly coughing up blood into a napkin because you have tuberculosis secretly. (laughs) Like, there is actively, like, blood dripping down his leg, Constantly leaving, like, a trail leaking of out of this point. <laughs> How did he hide that for so long? It just, it, you know what? It was that red, red sand. It just melted right in there. Didn't, couldn't tell the difference. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, he cut up his leg real good, but it was on a piece of metal from the bug fighter that was chasing Cassie, and the wound is in super infected and gross. And, of course, Cassie blames herself for this. She's like, that's my fault. If I hadn't have gotten in the way of those murderous yerks, then they would never have crash-landed here. Also, another important point to bring up with this wild, wild wound is that he says he, like picked it up to do carving and stuff with he needed a Uh sharp metal for his carving which like this man already has like a business carving boomerangs why does he need a new sharp piece of metal whatever don't care that he just Um, found in the sand yeah he just found he's like it's so super sharp i love it i'm gonna make all my boomerangs with it in what position was he sitting or standing carving boomerangs? He's that like, he let me, let me just test to see how sharp it is. And just your leg. leg. What are we doing, bro? What, he was what? shaving. It was a shaving injury. Like, like, is he sitting like cross-legged, carving the boomerang, holding it with his feet? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> what professional boomerang carver is just picking up random pieces of scrap metal and being like mm, yes. yes this will work and no it, no 
other alterations needed. Perfect piece of metal. I found it. I'm going to grip it in my bare hand yes. near my bare legs and just start Surely, carving. if anything, it should be an arm or a hand injury that he has yes. done to himself. Yes. But that would be too carving- obvious. You can't hide that with pants. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so ask just, questions if Grandpa's wearing gloves in the Australian outback, but we won't ask questions if he's wearing pants. No, I'm just picturing this Australian grandpa pulling a fucking Elsa with full-length gloves, being like, conceal, don't feel, with his, like, wearing dripping blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Infection never bothered me anyway. <laughs> Oh, God. Sadly, Yami's family, well, not sadly to them, probably, but sad to the situation. Yami's family lives in a very remote location, so they can't easily access a doctor. Also, the phone lines are down because of the whole Yerkes and Bugfighter situation, and Cassie feels much guilt about that as well. She's like, wow, I really did just come here and fuck up Grandpa's leg. I did that personally, me. (laughs) Not the man who went out into the desert, picked up a piece of metal, was like, "Hmm, let me test this on On my my leg. leg. I'm an adult with years of experience. I should know not to do that. There's also, like, this weird, like, thing where where Cassie's like, it's infected because it's a piece of a bug fighter. And I'm like, no, it's infected because this dirty old man didn't treat his wound. He just, he cut himself. He's like, mm, yeah, that's my bone. Let me just rub dirt in it. Cassie, you can't blame yourself for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, if the dog comes over and licks it, I'm sure that'll help it heal. This nasty man. Just... Ugh. Oh, so they tried to save him. Um, I guess Yami's mom knows some, like, herbal medicinal things that she can try and do to save the leg and draw out the infection. Cassie's like, no, she needs antibiotics stat. But they can't get the antibiotics. She's like, well, what? I'll just morph a kangaroo and I'll hop to town. And <laughs> Yami's like, no, it is a desert. You will not make it during the day. Uh, you have to wait till nightfall. Grandpa's leg is not going to make it to nightfall, guys. She goes in to check on it and it is black from the knee down. And Grandpa's like, help. Time for everyone's favorite morph. Just be knives! Yes! (laughs) I don't have the necessary tools with me. I'm not going to pick up a piece of bug fighter to chop at a leg with. That's a bad plan. Also, like, there was no anesthesia here at all. She's just like, I'm going to become a giant alien mm-hmm. i'm gonna cut off a man's leg and Fully? i'm and he's old let's hope he doesn't die from the shock of it all uh-huh, uh-huh. it's fine his grandson <laughs> who is also a minor is there to cauterize the wound it's fine cassie literally she rationalized this she was like well yeah remember that one time i did brain surgery on axe and i'm like that was also stupid and unrealistic baby girl we need to sit down and have a talk about the surgeries you've been performing Oh, my God. (laughs) At least that was someone with, like, full knowledge of aliens and all of this. Yeah. And also, like, anesthetic might not have been such a mess. I don't know. Just the the fully chopping off a leg, I feel like, would be a lot 
to take in. <laughs> just it like gave me real like saw the movie vibes. Mm. <laughs> Casting's like, would you like to play a good game, Grandpa? <laughs> 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 the end of the movie and everyone's like oh you are here because you were mean to your wife or whatever they do and saw like it's because they all remember. have to learn a lesson right like that's the yeah. thing like they're all bad people and they get to the grandpa and he's like what did i do to deserve this and it's like you're just a fucking idiot who picked up random <laughs> scrap metal in the desert and stabbed yourself with it handled a sharp object what are you thinking Ugh. <laughs> And then at the very, very end, the dead body stands up from the floor and it was Visser 3 the whole time. <laughs> Just didn't direct. We didn't realize there was a dead and light there on the ground. <laughs> oh. Now I'm just picturing Cassie on a tricycle. Like. <laughs> doing the little head thing. Like. Oh my God. Rosy red cheeks mm-hmm, painted mm-hmm. on. Would you like to play a game? She she becomes a knife and she cuts off Grandpa's leg and it's really graphic. <laughs> and then after she cuts off his leg, she's like, "I still need to morph Kangaroo and hop into town because he still does need antibiotics, and also they should probably get someone to sew this shit up." <laughs> so she plans to go that night, but before that can happen, the Yerks show up and start shooting again. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> like, mm. where did they come from? There was no buildup to this that I can remember. It was just... Two, two. I think they had, like, f- followed her. But not really, because they didn't know it was hers. I don't know. Maybe they followed her tracks. Maybe they have hunting dogs. I don't know, man. <laughs> she was in... She was human. Mm-hmm. Hanging out in a in a house with other humans yeah. that have always been in this area, like this is where they live. It's an established right outstation. Yeah, and the tourist planes would fly overhead uh-huh. several times yeah. in this book, and they would wave at the tourists. And they'd be like, oh, "Stupid tourists!" <laughs> and then the last time it happened, I think that was the Yerks, and they came down and just started shooting. Like, why did you do that? So maybe they found they were scouring the desert and they found a place in the desert where there was one set of footprints there was like two sets of footprints where there was one set of footprints that's where cassie carried you exactly yes you see where i'm going with this but also (laughs) that like they were like huh weird there were no footprints here a second ago almost like somebody landed Mm -hmm. and then like walked so like maybe but then they should have been like why is it human feet and not hooves but yeah we can't get into that (laughs) or maybe they were like Hmm, here are the remains of our bug fighter, and then like a trail of blood leading from Maybe. I mean, oh, oh, okay. Maybe. Grandpa cut his leg open. For real, though, maybe they can, like, the same way that they had, the Helmicrons had the ability to, like, sense morphing technology. Maybe it was just like they could sense whatever that metal was that the bug fighter was made out of. So they, like, tracked and they found that piece there. And they're like, bitch, we got you. That could be. I'm filling in a lot of blanks here, but. I, I, yeah, I like that theory. Um, 
Cassie says, I got to get out of here. I got to leave the Yerks as far away from Yami and his family as I can. She morphs into a kangaroo and hops away. Perfect. She leads the Yerks to the herd of kangaroos and starts Kangaroo Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. These kangaroos start kicking and punching and biting and just destroying these Yerks. I mean, kangaroos are powerful, you know? So powerful. Like, I wouldn't want to fuck with one. That's oh, for no, sure. for sure. No. Would I want to live in one's pouch? Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The <laughs> idea of a kangaroo pouch, this is completely off topic, but the idea uh-huh. of a kangaroo pouch really deeply unsettles me. Like, uh-huh. if I picture myself having a kangaroo pouch terrifying like Mm -hmm. i really hate the idea of having like a slit of flesh that is that like oh my god and uh something pops out of it every hour and is like hungry Ah!" exactly exactly (laughs) like just the worst but the idea of living in a kangaroo's pouch love it would be warm comfortable Mm -hmm. smell like a constant source of food (laughs) constant source of food you could pop out and everybody would be like look at that adorable joey except probably they'd be like what the fuck it's a whole full-grown human (laughs) popping out of a kangaroo pouch so maybe that part wouldn't go so well for me does she know she can walk she's just hopping (laughs) why is she doing that (laughs) i like the part of this i didn't like it but the part there's a scene there's a part of the scene where Cassie comes face to face again with the kangaroo that she acquired and it still has the joey in its pouch and she thought speeches to it go and the kangaroo looks at her and then hops away and doesn't join in the fight club which raises a lot of questions about how can the andalites just talk to animals now is this a dr doolittle situation they've never tried this before have they? I'm trying to remember. I feel like... like You're telling me Jake never tried to talk to his dog? Okay, here would be my pitch for this to make sense. Number one, possibly kangaroos are descended from uh, some other bullshit alien, so they have, like, psychic powers. Cool. Uh-huh, um, yeah. We'll just go the ahead and go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like dogs or whales or whatever. Yeah. Um, number two, <laughs> maybe... Because I feel like Tobias communicated with that red tail hawk he was trying to fuck that one time. But it wasn't like. like but it was it, like with animal cues. Yeah. Not so I think, I think that would be the thing, right? Of like, it, when you do thought speech, the person receiving it hears it in whatever language they understand. Hmm. So then we have to ask do animals have language? Well, I think they have communi- the ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if in that way, maybe it just got the sense that it needed to go rather than like actually the word go, you know, mm. um, and obviously like, like it doesn't work in reverse, right? Like animals right. can't speak back and that's, you know, so I, I don't know. I felt like that was plausible with animorph, the animorph canon. I don't know though. I feel like Axe would be doing a lot more stuff with animals in the forest if this were the case. Like, he would be very much like a Sleeping Beauty situation. 
they just come to him. How much, like, because telling the kangaroo to go away from, like, a threat, the kangaroo was probably, like, it already has a fucking joey. It probably wasn't going to fuck with that shit anyway. Miss the ones that stay behind were, like, the, the male kangaroos. I can't remember what they're called. Boomers? Is that right? <laughs> they can't possibly be called boomers. I think they did refer to them as boomers. Okay. I don't know if it was kangaroos in general or just. I think the boomers boy are male kangaroos, and then okay. does are female, and joeys are babies. I think. I believe that. Um, okay, boomer. Okay, boomers. So I think the boomers stayed to fight, <laughs> and then like most of the does had already taken off anyway. So like, I feel like the the impetus to be like, hey, animal that is already frightened, like I'm just gonna be like, yeah, you should run. Like that's kind of already what you're gonna do. Versus like songbirds come to me and be my attack pigeons or whatever like i feel like that's a lot more steps to try to get that animal to do that, that thing be. you know that could be like it's working with the animal's natural instincts versus against it i could yeah i guess i could give it some leeway i, I just feel like we really get- what happened here was the the kangaroo was already going to run the kangaroo was on its way out the door and cassie told <laughs> and it as it like, was leaving go and it was like yes i'm working on that it, that's why it looked back at her it was like duh yeah yeah bitch <laughs> i'm leaving i saw how this movie ends i am not waiting for the building to explode i literally have a baby with me i'm yeah. clearly going to go <laughs> oh so kangaroos there they're beating the shit out of the yerks and then yami and his family show up with their boomerangs and they also beat the shit out of some yerks which i just i love the mental image of this of kangaroos fighting in a pit and then a bunch of people and boomerangs at the top just throwing boomerangs down into the mess (laughs) it's a disaster just like the rest of this book it's just like like, what things. are the ramifications here? What are the ramifications? Because, like, Yami's whole family knows there's fucking aliens now. Yes. Like, are they just going to sit with that knowledge? They're going to get yerked. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to get, get yerked. Because, look, they've already got, they've already tried to fight the U.S. government to steal back their bug fighter or whatever. Like, they're going to come and deal with these people that are living out in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> Unless. You know, maybe they'll just be like, well, they're out in the middle of nowhere. It's probably fine. And Cassie is like, Yami, no, you you guys should go and you're going to die. And Yami just goes, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> There's also this like moment with Cassie and the grandpa where Cassie's like, I'm so sorry. I've brought this trouble to your door. This is all my fault. And the grandpa's like, nah, bitch, like you're fighting them. You're not the bad guy here. Stop like. They're the they're making their own choices and doing bad things. It's not your fault that other people do bad things. Like yeah, stop yeah, stop, stop blaming yourself for that. everything. And I was like, thank you, Yami's grandpa. You might not have any sense when it comes to boomerang carving and picking up tools, but here, <laughs> here you've proven yourself worthwhile to this book. Thank you, authority figure. Finally, talking sense into Cassie a little bit. <laughs> she did just cut off his leg though, so. I think at one point he she she's he says something like no you've brought us a gift or something like your presence is a gift to us because they are still like associating Cassie with the spirits and stuff that they worship and that was a little bit strange but yeah I like the other sentiment of like you you aren't you're you're not letting them get away with this so like there was quite a bit here that I was kind of like don't know if don't know how to feel about the rep in yeah. this book but it's not a, a, a thing i'm 
that familiar with and I'm not part mm-hmm. of the community. So maybe someone else read this and let me know. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was very like almost purposefully vague in that way. That's like the author also maybe didn't do a ton of research into it. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, the kangaroos and boomerangs win the fight <laughs> and a chi shows up. She named Lords. Is that a Chi we know? Because Cassie was like, Lords, it's you. They certainly made it seem like it was a Chi we know, but I have no recollection. Me either. If it was not Eric or Mr. King, I don't know who this Chi is. Yeah. But a Chi shows up and is like, oh my God, Cassie, we've been looking for you everywhere. And I smuggled myself on board the ship to help find you. So let's go home. Which, how much time has passed, first of all? <laughs> At least a couple days. Okay. Because of just how flight works. Like, it's a long-ass flight to Australia, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess she was leaving from San Francisco. it was a direct flight, so they have to live in California. Yeah, 100%. They they had to be flying out of LAX. I think that's the only direct flight. Pretty sure. Yeah, so I mean, like. I'm basing that off of the fact that I've seen the movie Inception. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's clearly right. Clearly right. I think that the several hours plane flight, I think she says it's something like 18 hours, so like most of a day there, and then like the full day basically to the night because she's going to leave that night. So I think it's really only been like a day and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess like I would, considering they were in the middle of a battle, it wasn't like, oh, we haven't seen Cassie for a little bit. It was like we were actively in a battle with Cassie and then she got yeah. lost. So like, yes. I guess. So the Chi saves her, and Cassie is like, yes, please take me home. Also save Grandpa. And the Chi is like, yes, we will We will fix Grandpa's leg. And then Cassie goes home. And she complains that Eric did her homework too well. And she also learns that Jake was absolutely losing it while she was gone. Like, he, they call, they said Jake was a zombie. He wasn't eating. He wasn't sleeping. And the only thing he would say is, I have to find her. Which... Okay, Prince Eric, calm it down. Yeah. (laughs) Also, though, like, as we just discussed, it wasn't that long. Like, you can go one night without sleeping. That's not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, he was acting like he hadn't seen her in months. Yeah. Like, I was just reading this news article about the guy that that was, like, looking for his son for 24 years and finally found him or whatever. Did you see that one? It was on Twitter. I don't know. But yeah, I guess, like, his, his two-year-old son got kidnapped in, like, 1997 and was, like, sold to another family, a wealthy family or whatever, in, in China. And they he spent 24 years looking for him, and they finally found him. It's like, yeah, that would be a situation yeah. where someone would be like, I have to find him. There's, like, a, a TV show, I think. I think it's in Vietnam of, like, families that were separated during the war, like, trying to find each other again, mm-hmm. and, like, they do, like, reunions and stuff, and they, like, did, like, genetic tracing to find, like, lost relatives and things. Ooh. That sort of shit is, I have to find her levels. Yeah. Again, though, I guess these kids are in the middle of a war, and, like, and, yeah. And heightened emotions. They're all teenagers, you Yeah. Know? But Cassie's like, ooh, I was flirting with Yami while we were gone. I feel a Oops. little bit guilty. Oh, well. You're allowed to have a little a little crush here and there, Cassie. It's all right. Well, and then she she's like, "Hey, Rachel, I need to go shopping," and they go to the they go to the, they go to the gift shop at the zoo so Cassie can buy a postcard with an osprey on it, and she sends it to um, 
Yami, and she writes on it, no worries. Whew. She's leaving that door open for Yami. I mean... She's like, we're 15. I'm not going to be with Jake forever. we got to have something set up. We've got to have an Australian backup. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's I, when she's she's going to go to college. She's going to study abroad in Australia and reconnect. I took the no worries as more of a, like, goodbye sort of I'm thing. I'm okay. Yeah, but... I made it back. Because she didn't get to say goodbye to him at all. She just yeah. got in the spaceship and she peaced out. Yeah. So, I mean, could be read either way, I suppose. But... That's his book. Yeah. It was a little bit of an abbreviated summary because I didn't understand what was happening in that so first many of the part action was scenes. Confusing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Morbid moment. The amputation. Hands oh, yeah. Down. Yeah. For sure. That was gross. It was very graphic. She talks about, like, first I made this incision and then I did this and that. And I was like, stop it. Girl, no one wants to hear about it. <laughs> stop it. I would say. No, it was the amputation. I was trying to think of another one, but no, the amputation. It was gross. It was gross, gratuitous. But, you know, whatever. What else was going on in this book? Nothing. She was knives, and I approve. <laughs> she listened. She finally listened to our podcast in the past. <laughs> she traveled forward in time in one of Megamorph's books and listened to our podcast and took that information back with her. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Uh, MVP... Cassie? It's gotta be Cassie because there weren't any others there, right? Like, (laughs) Yeah, no one else morphed. So we can't really have a most valuable morph other than Cassie. Yeah. I guess, like, maybe boomerangs. (laughs) Maybe kangaroos. (laughs) Maybe Yami, but he's not a morph. He's not a morph. He just really respects her ability to do so. (laughs) Maybe Grandpa. No, he's not. He's the least valuable. He... Had to get his leg chopped off because his own hubris. Picking up a piece of strange metal. Oh, what fools we mortals be. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Serious theories. I got two. I got two. One is about the meta text of how I think some of the next books of the series is going to go. And one is about the text. Yeah, because we have 10 more after this. Like, yes. this is the final countdown. I said as a joke towards the top that this was kind of Cassie's Beach episode. I feel like we might get similar setups in the next few books of, like, each oh. of the Animorphs getting kind of a standalone book of they yeah. have an adventure where they are off by themselves in order for them, A, because, oh, we want to give them a chance to shine, and B, because they have run One of out them of will things. die. No, uh, they have run out of things to do at this point. Also could They're be. like, we can't do group missions. We've done too many. Let's split them. So I think we're going to maybe see like more uh, single character books or like maybe a pair going off together, something like that. Oh, I'd love to see a Rachel and Tobias book. That would be great. My other theory is, again, in the big team up. At, that I know in my heart is coming. Pick up Yami and the king. They are going to, <laughs> they are going to be surrounding the Yerks, and the Yerks are going to. Vister Three is going to be like, ha ha ha, foolish Bandolites! I didn't even know that you were just some human children, and here you are all alone. And then Jake's going to be like, oh. But we're not alone, Visser Three. And then, like, the Helmicrons will like fly in. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> the chi will like all rise up and not do anything because they can't do punching. They can't um, do anything, but they'll be there watching. And then, like, 
like the elves and Lord of the Rings coming up on the like the the uh, uh, rim, you know, like it's just gonna be Yami and his family are gonna stand at like around the perimeter with their boomerangs at the ready. I'm calling it now. I'm calling and he's just gonna now. be like, no worries. Exactly. <laughs> please, please. That's what oh I want. Oh my gosh. And I'm the, like, some of the, the year the girl that they turned into a, a whale is gonna show up and she's gonna be like, on your left. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> Some of the Yerks who are, like, standing behind Visser 3 are, like, the hork Bajir controllers are just going to, like, who are, like, standing ready to fight are just going to shift and put their wrist knives at Visser 3's throat and be like, bitch, we've been, we're the peace movement, bitch. Time for you to peace out. (laughs) You better copyright that line. It was really good. (laughs) It was really good. I'm really looking forward to the last book. I'm sure this is what's going to happen. Oh my god. Tobias's mom will be there. <laughs> Tobias's mom and Marco's mom. Tobias's mom. Marco's it'll be like it'll be like in Endgame where all the women, the women got together and ran around. It'll just be moms. <laughs> when when all the women show up. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh. I can't wait. The math teacher. Yeah. They'll get they'll like they'll do like the, the rocket raccoon and Bucky Barnes situation. <laughs> The fucking, uh, uh, the Andalite who was, like, didn't have a tail or whatever is going to show up. Oh, my God. I forgot about those guys. <laughs> See, they do have a lot of, like, potential allies who could show up for this team. The Lyrans. The Lyran. They they, were that's like, going to be the Doctor Strange. They're the Doctor the Strange. Yes. They're like, we've looked through three, th- three billion, seven thousand trillion million different... <laughs> futures and this is the one that has any chance of success it doesn't matter that that's not our power and our power is telepathy this is what we're going with now (laughs) (sighs) yeah it's gonna be great stick around for that guys i'm really excited (laughs) well that's about it for for this book i think um next week we're going to be continuing our prehistoric novels unit with the land that time forgot by edgar rice burroughs and then the week after that we'll be back with animorphs number 45 the revelation yay i'm looking at the cover for this book right now and i think marco's turning into an ant why are we going back to ants is it perhaps a termite i either way they were both terrible mars that forever scarred these children hmm i'm trying to find in my it looks hobby, like if an I ant, but let me see. I've never it gotten can't that possibly be an ant again, right? And it's Ellen Giroux again. Oh, she's really getting a lot these days, huh? Yeah. Let me hold on one sec. Let me look at it. Oh, this this book's gonna be good. It's about Marco and his dad. Does seem to be an ant. Hmm. Uh, well, anyway, see you in two weeks for that. Weeks. Yep. See you then. Uh, in the meantime. If you have any of your own Animorph series theories or like ultimate Avengers mashup that you want to see uh, happen in about 10 books, tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Coat for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on some really awesome Animorphs-related content coming up probably in the next 10 books.
you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you are the first to know if our theories were correct or not if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere you would like on the internet. Did I say that part? Maybe. It's kind of going on autopilot and trying to catch this fucking fruit fly. It's been flying around my head the past two days. In the words of K.A. Applegate, he picked the longest, plumpest grub from his bowl and held it out to me. I stared at him, then at the grub. I'd eaten worse. Actually, I'd been worse when I was in Yerk Morph, but right now I was Cassie, regular human Cassie, and there was no way I was biting into a wormy little taxon. Girl, you've been stuck in a plane for 18 hours. You need to fucking eat the bug and stop whining. That was extremely rude of you, Cassie, by the way. (laughs) Should I just become a whale? Yeah, that's the solution always. (laughs) Or goldfish. <laughs> We're gods. <laughs> Sometimes Cassie reminds me a lot of Keyleth. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. 